Greetings adventurers, welcome back to this, our 5th edition homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign set in the world of Baba. My name is Mike and I'm your Dungeon Master, and as always I'm joined by Steve B as Logan, a human fighter, Steve C as Volta, a half-elf warlock, Dan as HK, a warforged barbarian, and Ben as Mugnef, a human bard ranger wizard. You can catch us live on Twitch every fortnight on a Tuesday and catch up on episodes via YouTube or the podcast. All links are in the description. And now, back to the Baba. So the party, uh, after erupting out of the Bifrost and landing back in the material plane, uh, all suffered um, being knocked unconscious uh, from the impact. Um, three of the four party members experienced a dreamlike state where they uh, awoke uh, on a beach, uh, meeting someone claiming to be Malnorus. Uh, after that, they um, they awoke to discover that uh, HK, their warforged companion, uh, was unfortunately also knocked out, but he hadn't experienced the same dream state. He experienced his own thing where he seemed to be floating uh, through time and space uh, in, a, in a void um, where he was finally uh, he encountered a being who told him he must meet his creator, after which he, uh, he woke up uh, along with the others and they took in their surroundings. Uh, they quickly discovered that there was a large bird called a rock uh, that swooped in overhead as our warlock sent his companion into the air to try and establish where they were. It swooped in and killed it instantly. <laughs> they uh, struggled to get the higher ground so they could sort of take in where they were and what they might go to next. Or where they may go next, sorry. At the top of the hill or higher ground there, they found a good vantage point, which was being overwatched by a stone golem. Uh, stood on top of a, a, a round capstone that had strange inscriptions. They managed to um, discover where the ancient dwarven language of Deathek. Anyway, taking in their surroundings, they discovered a couple of settlements, but they headed um, towards the largest port town um, that they could see off to the east, uh, and they headed that way. And they arrived there late in the evening, took refuge in a local pub where they met a landlord who didn't even know what water was. <laughs> and they uh, they took in uh, food and drink and then slept uh, that night to emerge into the town the next morning looking for answers. Um, they quickly established uh, they needed some supplies and they went to the town market where after meeting some colourful characters they finally ended up at a, uh, a store selling magic items uh, and from there uh, they bought, well, spent quite a lot of money, in fact, buying different bits and bobs. They've got some messenger rings, so they can now talk to them um, using telepathy. Uh, and they, uh, Logan um, also partook in a gamble, really, paying five gold to delve into the deck of many things. Uh, and I'm going to talk to you quickly about that, because we're going to do a retcon on that. Um, I used an official um, generator to draw a random card for him. Um, Unfortunately, I discovered later it was actually for an older edition. So using the Dungeon Master's Guide, uh, it's actually been changed now to this. It's the same card, it's still Flames, 
but the wording's different. So whereas before we had a random person trying to kill him for X amount of days, this is now um, a powerful devil becomes your enemy, the devil seeks your ruin and plagues your life, savoring or suffering before attempting to slay you. Uh, this enmity lasts until either you or the devil dies. So that is the retcon on that. Um, I can't think there's anything else you need to know, really. I think that was everything. So... <laughs> It is somewhere in the mid-morning. The party are in the market square. Um, just a decision for you all to make, really. Uh, Ben's character, Mugneth, wanted to head off to uh, the blacksmith to purchase um, a couple bundles of arrows. Uh, now, you've got a choice. We can either spend a little bit of time, you can all head there, or if you want to, we can just say an hour or so has passed and you meet back. I don't know, back at that pub if you like, and you can sort of work out where you go from there. Um, we don't necessarily need to do a huge shopping episode again, so uh, it's entirely up to you guys. Do you want to go and RP a bit of blacksmithing, or do you just want to reconvene about an hour or so later? I reckon it makes sense, because everyone's only going after basics, like arrows and bits of food and yeah. stuff. So we'll just, we'll just bypass the, we walk over there, pick this up, talk about this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, if you're all going to go over there, then I'll give you some information on the blacksmith. Um, I did privately talk to Ben about this um, because I had uh, bits and pieces in mind for that. But I will tell you all what we were talking about, and you can decide what you want to do with it. So the blacksmith um, is run by Marcus and DeWright Forgehammer. They're both dwarves. Um, as you'd expect for most blacksmiths um, that we've encountered so far in this world. Uh, they can create most things you would want, but they can also create magical items for you. So if you have an item in mind or you'd like to maybe enchant a weapon to be a plus one, um, that's that's fine. They can do that for you at a cost. Uh, they spoke to Mugnef. Obviously, he was after arrows, and they asked uh, if he might be interested in um, doing... Uh, some work for them, basically. Um, they've given him, he paid 20 gold pieces, so if you want to mark that off your sheet there, Ben. Yeah. Um, he bought four bundles of arrows from them, so he has 20 arrows. Um, and basically, he was given, uh, it was the flashbang arrow, I believe it was, wasn't it? Yes. And I think I gave you the stats for that. If not, I can always pull them up. Again, um, he's got a flashbang arrow. What they want uh, Ben to be doing, or Mugnuff to be doing, sorry, is to head out in the world and test out these arrows. And I've said to Ben, the way it's going to work is um, if he completes the tasks given to him, then progressively he can get better and better um, magical arrows effectively. Uh, so it's just basically a way of making money and gearing up um, over time. Uh, so the first quest that they have given you is actually a bounty on this rock that you encountered last episode. Um, so what they want done is the rock is... Uh, there's a town here, um, or a village, should I say, on the island. Uh, it's one of the ones you saw from the higher ground. And it's called, if you bear with me, because I've lost my note on where I put that. It is called... Ba, 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 ba. Hawkstone. The village of Hawkstone. Hawkstone. Yeah, Hawkstone. Um, basically, it's a small village, but it serves inland. It's um, one of the few areas of uh, wooded uh, woodland. There's a small 
a group of Arakokra that live there. Um, and basically, uh, they fly intelligence for the Navy. Um, so if something needs to get somewhere quickly, rather than sailing it from one place to another, they give it to these Arakokra messages who fly it to various places in the world. Um, however, with the rock flying about, um, it's uh, difficult and dangerous for them. So they really want this bird dealt with. They're willing to pay you a thousand gold pieces to kill it. Um, if you complete the task, you must bring proof of the kill to the uh, town of uh, the village of Hawkston. Um, and Ben, uh, sorry, Mugnuff, you must then return to uh, Blacksmith to tell them how it went with the arrow, and then you might get a reward out of that as well. So, um, if you are back at the Landlubber Inn, um, I don't know if I want to go back to there, to be honest. <laughs> probably just having, you know, a, a quiet drink discussing this, it's up to you. You So far, uh, the only place that you wanted to go to, which you haven't, is the library. Um, but you do have this bounty um, on this bird um, to collect as well, if you want to go and do that. Um, but again, as always, I leave it up to you. You can decide and tell me what it is you'd like to do. Oh, I should probably make oh, the last point of this, um, the location. They said uh, it was north uh, in, of the, on the island um, where you are. Should we find out more about the Skullin as well? Well, we're here, guys. I believe we found out about the golem from the barman who doesn't believe in water. <laughs> and uh, we nearly uh, flattened uh, when I touched it. I nearly touched it. Reliable source, then. Yeah. Oh, the, sorry, the giant uh, on the hill. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon well, the first part of calls this rock bird. If you wish, that would be fine. I, I would not say no to avenging Bumpsy. It's first thing in the morning. My blade needs blood. Well, have a shave. Yeah. It's been Should a while since I killed something. Sounds good to me. Uh, should we get a map to s- see if we can work out exactly where this... or uh, Most exact certainly. directions? Well, you would know... Obviously, we didn't RP out, but they would have told you that nobody really knows they just know it's somewhere off in the northern part there's nothing up in the northern part of the island there is um again there's a small sort of wooded area up there and it's it's quite hilly um where it's mostly like from sort of midway down where you guys came in that part of the island is more like uh open grassland like a moorland um and we saw it there so yeah that, this is that northern part's largely uninhabited, so they don't really, they just know it's somewhere up there, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think there'd be a particular map saying, this is where the monster is. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's fair enough, it's just so I knew where that size of the island is, to be honest. Well, uh, well you, you came from the midway point, I think I said you, you landed there yeah, in the sometime late area. morning, early afternoon, and you got to this town by... Uh, Late uh, <laughs> early evening, so you could you could certainly make it to the the northernmost parts within the day um, by travelling on the road. I mean, there is a road which goes most of the way, and then you'd have to go cross country. Um, no travelling is not going to be particularly strenuous. Oh, that's all right. You've got your arrows. He's got his wishy-washy magic, and I've got my sword. God knows what he's got. 
Let's go. Yeah. Did you have the stats there for that arrow, Ben? I think they're in oh. your message from me. One eight year to do, do, do creatures uh, blast must take. Oh. It looks like it. Yeah, ten foot yeah. radius on impact. Yeah, take DC fourteen constitutional save. Oh yeah, looks like it's all yeah yeah. Okay. Well, as always, as I say, it's up to you guys. If you want to head that way or if you want to hang out in the town, it's entirely up to you. <laughs> is, is there a choice of getting horses or something to speed up the journey? Yeah, I mean, you could certainly... Um, if you ask the bar... Uh, I am not dealing a... with that barman. <laughs> well, anyone can deal with the barman. Um, Why don't one of you go well, see if we can some hire some horses and we'll make it there in after time? Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yes, so just talking to the barman, he would sell you. Um, oh, what's going on there? Let me get you back. No, I don't do that. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking online. I'm also trying to move the thingy around so I can see you work. Uh, okay, yeah, he would tell you if you headed down to the farm um, just down off the waterfront there, uh, and it was uh, it was farmer, 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 farmer. What was his name? Uh, it was Farmer <clears throat> Hamish Quinn. You did meet him. He met him at the oh, farm. Well, that's who Quinn is. I was trying to work out who he was. And yeah, he's 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 got horses that you could um, rent. He's sort of the only person that really keeps livestock around here. So <clears throat> there isn't really a, a stable as per se, but being a farm, he does have horses. But if you wanted to go down there, he could lend you horses at 10 gold, all of you, um, not each, but all of you in 10 gold for 24 hours, say. Yeah. I'm out of money, guys. Oh, not far off with all those arrows now. So I'm going to have to use my phantom steed or... We've, uh, we've got a little bit still left in here and he'll slip you like a... Uh... 500 gold out of the bag. Oh, the bag of holding. Cool. It's dwindling, but there's a little left. <laughs> well, he only needs 20 gold, so you don't yeah. need to get 500. This and looks like a start story for another day. I didn't say 20, I said 10. Sorry, 10 gold. Oh. <laughs> My bad, I was doing several things at once. In that case, he'll just give you like the 20, the 10 gold. He'll say, we're, we're dwindling, but there's still enough to get us by. And he, um, he directs you and just says, you know, come with me and you can help me saddle them up. And you uh, you, you go get the, the tack for the horses and you get them um, ready to go. Uh, well, the, only one, the only thing I'd be concerned about would be HK trying to ride a horse because I think he might be a bit too heavy. I'm going to ask, is there, is there some kind of um, but car or carriage we could maybe... I was, I was about to say, he, he would probably lend you uh, like a, a cart... Dragonborn man flat wagon. HK can sit in the wagon. <laughs> or you guys ride. But it's not going to really hamper your speed. I mean, you can, it probably moves a little bit slower, but it's certainly going to be faster <laughs> than you guys heading off on foot. Um, so if that's what you want to do, so you can you can head on out of the town. On Dasher, on Dancer, on Prancer, on Vixen. Let's go. <laughs> And you could follow this road um, out of the town, which heads off west. Uh, and so you reach a certain point where you're in um, 
like in a, in a valley almost between uh, rolling these rolling hills um, and you sort of realise that you can't really go anymore uh, west you're going to have to turn off the road here and start heading north and you can see you know again as you did when you first arrived here um, little herds of, uh, small herds of like cattle uh, just grazing um, whether they're wild or not you don't know whether they're owned by someone but you start making your way through this grassland uh, and after a couple hours um, you arrive back at the top of this peak where you were before uh, with the stone golem um, at the top and from here you are now going to be entering into uncharted territory um, as you look north from up here uh, you do see the the woodland um, far off where it's supposed this creature uh, lives um, but you're going to have to start thinking about how you're going to find it uh, you know it's somewhere up around there and it does look much more hilly uh, but more uh, ragged um, not ragged more uh, craggy than where you are it doesn't look as green or lush it's more we're all going to run into this opening like those things that you have outside of petrol stations are like them flailing arm things and then when it attacks <laughs> that's it one of them <laughs> well you're up here you can see where this woodland is off, off ahead um, presumably this creature would nest in higher ground yeah, and that's that's what you can see. You can see it does get. Oh wait, I bought an enchanted scope uh, thing. I bought an enchanted uh, 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 eyeglass thing. Did you? It's fucking ages ago. Leaf. I did. thought that was that was that would that was leaf or something, wasn't it? Yeah, but I have his bag of holding. <laughs> I can't remember what that even did now. <laughs> it let me see. It's way further than it should have and detected oh, harm or something along those lines if you're... I think I just gave you a bonus to investigate in, or perception or something well, maybe what we need um, so using that can I garner anything any like obvious roosting places or maybe a big pile of shit running down the cliff edge from below it or well, what was what was it the scope did? Have you, you got the, the notes for it? I have, but they're on Leaf's character sheet, so not to <laughs> hand. It, it was like an advantage thing. It was like a normal scope so I could see further, but it had some kind of advantage on probably perception. Yeah, I, th yeah, I think you could get an advantage roll. Well, yeah, shamelessly roll, plugging roll, your um, business. Eh? Look at you shamelessly plugging your business. What do you mean? Do this. I can't see you. Oh, lift your lift your shirt up. Lift my shirt. I'll lift my shirt. No, 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 no. Show no, your shirt. I don't see his body. There you go. <laughs> Anyone needs your windows cleaning? Hit him up. Right. Anyway, let's get back to the task at hand. I'm to lift my shirt up. <laughs> He's not a common whore, you know. Oh yes, he is. Okay, an <laughs> uncommon whore. Uh, anyway. Yes. If you want to, if you want to go on a percent. Perception with advantage and see who can see. So we are having, when it decides to roll, uh, an 18. 18. So looking through the scope, um, the terrain from the top of this hill going north will drop down 
um, into another uh, sort of plane, but it sort of reaches a tree line, um, and the tree line ascends then uh, to what looks like higher ground than what you're on now. But it's, as I said, it's very rocky, very craggy, um, probably like alpine type trees. It, it looks colder there uh, as it gets higher, a bit of snow. Um, and you can see a couple of patches of clearings amongst the trees. You obviously can't see down into them, it's higher up than where you are, but you can see where the trees look less dense. Um, and there's probably two or three of those. Um, I'm trying to think how to describe it. There is, as you get closer, there'll be things to to sort of guide you in. But I'd say, I'd say, yeah, I mean, you, you can definitely spot two um, targetable areas to go looking in. Um, and as you look towards this wooded area, probably one slightly west and one slightly east of the centre of where you are now. Uh, but getting closer, you'll definitely be able to pick up a a way of locating it. And let us not tarry. Let's go. Uh, I reckon... Anyone, anyone got any preference between east or west? Go west, young man. West. west. We have two for west. west. We're heading west. You're going west to western one. Okay, I'm going to roll uh, and see where it might. Don't do that. Every be... time you roll, I end up in trouble. <laughs> and it's always me in the trouble. <laughs> uh, I would like to know. Um, firstly, a couple of things. March in order. Have you got one? Or are you just going as a rabble? Uh, and also, um, how much noise and stuff you might be making? Because uh, obviously, uh, the large monster is probably going to hear you coming if you're making an awful lot of noise. <laughs> um, I'm not going to be rushing off rugs, but I'm not going to be necessarily being <laughs> at the back. So I'm just. Mm. Well, I imagine if we like saw signs that we were getting nearer we would start being quieter but we wouldn't yeah. sneak the entire way we just walk but I, I would presume as i saw it i would probably be toward the front if not the front of the you know and i presume that your your horse might be pulling the cart as well it's got hk so you guys well, it makes sense that you guys it depends if we're, if we're climbing a cliff he ain't going to be in his car it depends how steep this is well no that's true but you're also going to close the distance to that tree line first and that's what right. i mean this yeah we'll, we'll this go that far if this thing's higher up than you it could be watching you, you know, no. yeah we uh <laughs> i say yeah, we'll go up to the tree line like with the car and then it makes sense to sort of hitch it up there and not try and drag it over roots and bumps and shit yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's fine. Uh, so you're going to spend a bit of time uh, just crossing uh, this final field, if you will, or this final area, open area, and you reach the tree line. Um, you probably no, you wouldn't. You could you could just perceive this easily. You start making your way in um, to the tree line. So if we can get some group stealth checks going on, because uh, like I said, you don't want it at this point. You don't want to be making too much noise, I don't imagine, unless you want it to know you're coming. Uh, well, not yet. I don't think we'd be getting the umpire band up just yet. <laughs> but we could draw it out into the open. Yeah. Well, if we know where roughly where it is, that might be a good thing. 
Yeah, yeah, but if you can find it and it's sleeping, it will be easier to slaughter it. Yeah. Anyway, my perception was 15 just for a reference. Was that for a stealth check, then? <laughs> oh, stealth. Sorry, thank you. Yeah, that's what you meant. I'm, what, what I meant. Sorry. 15 from, from Mubnef. I got a 17. Oh. 17. We're on a nice and healthy three. <laughs> I got a 14, not that it matters, thanks to Log and Clumpy Boots over there. Well, he's, he's never been the sharpest, has he? Well, luckily, I think the uh, the overall score was good enough that you probably sort of grab him and just shut up, you just shut up. <laughs> you know, just stop backing around. You do manage to sneak into the tree line, um, so apparently undetected. Uh, to um wagons and such uh it looks like supply carts that sort of thing uh, and the odd occasional uh rotting horse um you don't see any any people any bodies from like people Maybe whoever was driving this caravan perhaps uh, escaped, or they've been completely devoured, you don't know. Uh, how would you like to proceed? Quietly. <laughs> so far you no. apparently have gone unnoticed in all of this. Uh, Smells almost as bad as that tavern in here. <laughs> oh, well, but I'd rather... Be honest, sleep here than in that upstairs bedroom that we had. <laughs> God, that was bad. Um, I mean, there's no obvious reasons to suddenly be like, I get to carry on as we are. Could do, or could we find somewhere around here to set a trap and bring it out? Or uh, more we could potentially lure it out. I don't think we're going to trap it at this kind of level. It's more than likely. It's going to be feeling more comfortable out isn't it? It'd be Airborne. difficult to trap it as well. It is a gargantuan monstrosity. <laughs> How large is this monstrosity? I know we've seen it before. Well, it says gargantuan, which, I mean, I haven't got the table of sizes up here, but gargantuan's, like, pretty big. I'd say yeah. bigger than well, it's the, three it was, inches. It was a bird was created for fighting dragons. <laughs> Uh, to be, be ridden by giants, so oh, it's big. I think there's somewhere in here it said it's about like the wingspan, like hundred feet or something like that. Oh yeah, I'm sure I read that somewhere. Takes up a twenty by Phantom twenty square. Phantom saying he believes it's twenty foot by twenty foot squared. Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit, that's that's big. So yeah, see, I was right. Bigger than three inches, yo. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, was that was that a comment in the chat? Was it when someone looked all up? Uh Phantom's <laughs> a uh well into his D D and he said it's twenty foot by twenty foot and then uh Dan looked it up as well. Cool. Thank you, uh, sir. Thanks for that. Thank you, Phantom. <laughs> yeah. Well the other option is we uh, just keep searching and hopefully we find it sleeping or uh, what what Sort of Eat time it. is it by the time we've got to this tree line area? Like area. Well, like I said, you've really cut your time down by travelling on horse. Um, we said it took you like half of the day to reach 
the town from where that golem was, uh, you've gone a little bit further on, only by a couple of miles, really, uh, further north than that. You probably have your time again, so you're only going to be going into about two o'clock in okay. the afternoon. It's not taking you all day like you would have done on foot. From here, then, I've got a bit of an idea. If I recheck again now that we're a lot closer, can I see any more signs that it is at this side and not the other, potentially? Uh, I wouldn't even make you, you make you do a check because you can just tell from this level of carnage yeah. it's something big is picking these animals off and eating them. Okay, with that being said then, he'll turn to the group and he'll be like, uh, you can see all the shit going on around here. It's obviously, you know, we can we can make a stand here. We've got a tree line. We've got the cliff coming up up ahead. We could use the horses as a bait or a trap, turn the cart over. When it comes down, we ambush it. Mm-hmm. Stunned Sounds silence. Like Do we need somebody flowers. to use to act as bait? <laughs> well, we have we have horses. <laughs> but I would like to ride back on one of them. This is true, but it's better than using us as bait. They are only hunters. Yeah. Collateral. Mm. Well, we've still got a bit of time to have a look around. It's entirely up to you. <laughs> you tell me what you want to do. <laughs> Anyone got a better idea? Are there, of the um, the the broken wagon and the mess from the whatever trading caravan went through. Um, are there like ropes and stuff? Yeah, you'd probably find lengths of rope uh, of various. I'd probably say you've got a range from ten to fifty feet of rope. Um, which would have been used for tying on, or, mm. or you could at least tie lengths of rope together to make 50 feet. Could maybe consider anchoring one end and throwing some other bits of rope over it and try and pin it. I have 50 foot of rope in my pack as well. Mm. Although if it's gargantuan, that's probably not <laughs> probably not strong enough. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe well, you tie it around the entire Incapacitating it first to be able to yeah. tie it up. I don't think it's just going to let oh. you do it. <laughs> oh, of course it will. Just harpoon it. Yeah, rubbish, <laughs> that Oh, I've got javelins. I think I've got... We could anchor yeah. one end of ropes to trees and such and try and javelin it. And then mm-hmm. Cobbs, being the awesome guy he is, Walther can dive out of a treetop wrangle this thing and ride it. <laughs> Every time it doesn't listen, it lets off an eldritch blast to the side of its face. I think this will go down well. <laughs> what do you reckon? You're not that squishy anymore. Well, you're the one yeah. that has to ride gigantic creatures and had to kill them, so let's go with that. <laughs> so those are my two plans. Anyone else? I think maybe well, we either go for the trap auction here, maybe set up a forest camp. Uh, we'll find that it's a little early for camping, but we could maybe set up a forest camp and um, make some noise. I could cast precipitation noises um, in the clearing and drag him down. 
I believe your that wishy-washy magic hut you cast isn't that impenetrable. It says so in the advertising. I mean, that with some prestidigimawatsi with smoke and fire and sounds could make up a good false camp. Well, yeah, but you can't see inside it. It's like, you know... Well, as long as something's outside. I mean, I'll be fine underneath it while the griffin rips you to pieces or whatever it is. You know, it'll be great. It is a rock, not a griffin. I must remember that. Rock on, Tommy. Um, but yeah, we, we can try. Maybe some fires and some noises and hit from four sides at once. If we can get it to land, I could maybe jump on one of its wings and at least prevent it from taking off for a while. I still think it'd be strong enough to lift you. <laughs> I'll 20 foot bird. <laughs> this is a little light. Like six foot man on it. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a death uh, wish, you know that. A 20-foot bird, it sounds like some night out at uh, Board Jangles on a Friday. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm going to start gathering some firewood. So this is go because just what into the plan are you going for here? We're kind of winging it. <laughs> See what I did there? Winging it. Okay. Winging it. Bottom. <laughs> okay. So you're going to be presumably being quiet. Or are you just making noise to try to... Um, what do you want to do? We're, we're setting up the camp relatively noisily as like as a bait kind of thing. No, no, no. If you want to set it up quietly, you idiot. What? We want to make noise. <laughs> what? <it's> set. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no. We're, yes, go, go, yes. Go, we're setting it up quietly and then oh. he's going to press the digitate noise while yeah, we all take up positions right. around in strategic ways. Oh, yeah. So are you making noise making the camp, or are you not? We are trying not to make the noise making the camp. I make all the noise. Well, with that in mind, let's have a group stealth check again, just to see how you've oh, stuck on your plan. <laughs> you know I... I've got negative in stealth, bro. Oh, damn it. Six. Nineteen. Oh, God. Three. <laughs> Six. Oh. Well, I actually rolled really well for this thing. perception. Makes sense that it would be perceptive. Oh, it's pretty perceptive. <laughs> so not to get the trombones out while setting up the camp. Goodness. So you're yeah. setting this um, camp up, and you just start hearing this tremendous, god awful screeching and bellowing. I mean, imagine like what a the crow sounds like, but it's just one bird and it's loud. It's you can feel it in your chest, the impact like wow coming from further up further up um higher than what you are. Um you don't know exactly how far you haven't actually ventured far enough in to find its nest. Um in a way you're lucky. You do as you start looking up, you do see this giant bird and it is now above you and it's circling around and um, it can see you. I can tell you, it can, it can see you for all of this. I rolled that well, <laughs> plus its perception. Let's say um, it knows you're there, but the problem it's got is because you are in the denser part of these woods, it can't get to you necessarily. And I How say necessarily, high is it flying at the moment? How what? How high is it? 
above us. It's above. It'll be above the trees, and I said the trees are fairly tall, so it's probably about sixty to seventy feet up. Um, sort of scraping the top trees, but it can't get down to you. Um, even though it's gigantic size, I don't think it could really break through trees that easily. Um, I wish to try and uh, kind of partially obscure myself from view using the trees, but also climb up one. Okay. Can I? Um... Uh, well, let's get some acrobatics on the go then. See if you. Can... Fuck it! I'm not doing the flips up it. Well, what would what be the alternative instead of acrobatics then? You can be a reasonable. I think it'd be, acro- <laughs> it'd be something acrobatic to get up there. Um... Yeah, oh yeah. Performance. <laughs> I've not got good in acting like this side of things. So, acrobatics is seventeen. A seventeen. Yeah, you could. You could. Nimbly get up the tree, I think, with that. Can I? Um... Okay, I'm gonna get two spears ready and just <laughs> temporarily. How far up there are you going? There? Like, how far in? Um, I wanted to go. I said I wanted to go like climb the tree up so I could get closer to it, but just stay like obscured by the sort of top oh, okay. layerish. So okay. kind of out of sight, but ready if that makes sense. Well, I think, realistically, we should probably roll initiative, really, shouldn't we? Um, as soon as the, 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 the bird's, like, up there, can I just make a quick, um, like, perception check on the destroyed wagon? Does it look like it was actually destroyed by the bird? Or... Because it doesn't seem to be able to get down here. <laughs> no, you're asking. Uh, you, you, can make, you can make perception on that. I'm going to roll for that. Or is there like another threat? Uh, I mean, is any is anyone else just standing on the floor? Am I the only one at risk here? Hey, well, I didn't hear what HK said then. Uh, Fourteen. You can there. Yeah, you can see it's got um, marks and talons. Um, okay. okay. Mostly, it's the car itself still seems to be mostly tied by the rope. The, the wood itself is mostly destroyed, but it's still attached by a rope to the thing that was pulling it. Uh, so you can probably discern it was either it's rolled down the hill, molt that's unlikely given the tree the density of the base, or as it's flown over the top, it's just dropped, dropped it. it for whatever reason. Um, maybe just clumsiness, who knows? Mm. Um, Is there a gap in this canopy as it's flying over and circling? I mean, this dense tree, I mean, they're, they're fairly dense, but I mean, as you look up, you can see the gaps between us, so they're sort of alpine trees, so the branches aren't like really thick, like on a on an oak tree say, um, with with leaves on it. Um, so you can see the sky and the bird whizzing about up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it moves pretty quickly, actually. <laughs> um, so let's go for initiative, just so we can sort of track how things progress. Oh, yeah. 13. Three. One at a time. One at a time. Logan. 13. 13. Uh, HK. 14. Uh, Mugnef. Uh, 16. God, you always have to be one better than me. <laughs> God. 17. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there, the one trying to be like get the this kind of drop on it and you're all on the floor just going like fuck it we'll attack it it'll come down through him to us 
But if you well, in climbing the bloody tree, I'd have already fired out your blasts in this place. Top of the round is the bird. It uh, knows it can't get to the ground floor here. Um, so I think really it's just going to continue to move in a circular motion above where you are for a moment. Um, I wouldn't say it's a particularly intelligent creature, so it's probably not weighing up options intelligently, but it's trying to probably figure out how it's going to get you. Um, so after the bird, we are on to a volta. And Volta will pick his moment and fire two lovely Eldritch Blasts up through the canopy. Cool. What's the bird? And that was a nat 20. Just for, oh. so um, just for anyone watching, we use the same system that is used in high rollers because I quite like it. I think it's it's good for the players. It gives them a chance when they crit to do some pretty serious damage. Obviously, the uh, same can be said for myself, and it's pretty bad for them. <laughs> um, so nat 20s obviously do max dice damage and then roll your damage um, for the second time round. Twenty-five plus um, sixteen, which is uh, thirty-five. Forty-one. Forty-one point drop damage with the first blast. Going the second roll is a seventeen. And a seven. What to hit or damage-wise? Sorry. To hit. To hit. Yeah, that hits. It blasts for the three. So the first one. A more intense blast up through the trees, um, whizzing past Logan, uh, catching the bird um, square in the chest, and it sort of it takes the damage, and you can see it always lose the beat in its wings for a moment from that blast. Second blast, again, not as powerful. You sort of maybe catch it um, on the rear quarters. Uh, does that thirteen damage? And an additional fourteen on top. So again, just probably catching it as it um, leaves that particular area. Uh, I just want to make an addendum, sorry, my character. The um, character sheet on D&D Beyond did something weird, so it is actually uh, 31 damage, not 41, first one. Okay, that's fine. It was 10 off, it, it gave me an extra 10 for some reason. Yeah. Just want to knock it down so I can. That is okay. Thank you so much. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Or is there anything else you can do on your turn? I will move a little closer to the base of a tree and under its dense foliage. Okay, no problem. Uh, giving yourself a bit more cover there. Um, after that, we are on to um, Mugnaf. Yeah, give one of these arrows a go. So, well, you only have uh, got one flashbang to test. Yeah. So, so that is um, shoots. I've got the, the, the text here, so it was uh, a 10 foot radius on impact. Which yeah. is in the blast, let's make a DC 14 con save, or be blinded and deafened for 1d4 rounds. So, yeah. if you're shooting it up, I say it's probably moved. Oh, well, it would have moved. No, it would, well, it wouldn't do, really, because it's um, not his turn. You're probably going to catch Logan in that one, because I think Logan went pretty much directly up from where you guys are. So you can shoot it, but he will have to Fuck make a you. No, it's in that case, I died I... through not an enemy. In that case, I realise just as I'm going to shoot it, he'll probably be in the range. I'll get one of my other arrows and uh, give it a shoot, go. Shoot it directly at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, Daniel, Daniel, that is a good, good thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, so with one of my normal ones, I roll a 15. 15 just hits. Just. Yeah, just it's good enough for me. What's the range on your bolex? I mean, I don't know if that's an advantage or a normal disadvantage for the range. Oh, let me just have a look, see what to... I think it's usually like 60 over 120 or something like that. Uh, 80 to 320. Yeah, you're okay. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, do, do, do. Well, just let me find the right uh, Is it disadvantage or is it half damage if it's over the effective range? I think it's half damage, isn't it? If I remember right. I can't remember now what the rules are for bows. So you're, you're mid range, you're fine. You can do your damage as normal. Uh, which is still not very much. Uh, it's uh, free piercing. Yeah. Free piercing. Cool. Uh, you probably catch it somewhere. It hasn't really noticed. The, the arrow is not too bothered by it. Uh, annoyingly. Yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to do with your turn? I'll see if I can get somewhere again by a tree, uh, a different tree. Yeah, just to try to hide as much as I can. Cool. And with that, we go over to HK or Combat Unit 19372614933 Nice. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll plant myself firmly uh, in the middle of the the space, um, sort of like I'm like balancing myself, and uh, bring out my gun on my shoulder, and then unleash a volley of three magic missiles at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got ranged. We <laughs> <laughs> built that for you. <laughs> oh, they just hit, don't they? Because it's magic missile. Oh, that was the, um, was that the way we saw it. It was like the uh, the big old war machine, was it? It was like the turret. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's only eight points of damage for all three. <laughs> So you sort of plant yourself and the thing goes and you see the Slogan into the air and they catch their target. But again, it doesn't seem to be particularly bothered by that. It's sort of taking more of an impact from the from Volta's initial volley. But eight points of damage, you said, so that's down two. Oops. Cool. And then... Logan, let's find out what you were doing up that tree, shall we? I'm gonna use my kind of imitation harpoony thing that I mentioned and try and jump with the bot. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, first one was a 10 to hit. Uh, no, unfortunately that one misses. It just, you just throw it in a bit wide. Uh, the second one is a 16 to hit. Yeah, just catches it. So, we've got only... 10 damage. Right. Um, but it's the the blah, 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 the rope attached to the tree, so how do you want to handle that your your side of things? So the rope the, so you've got um a kind of like a harpoony thing. Yeah, with rope attached to it and then you got rope that you've tied onto this tree at the top. Okay, cool. Um we need to know the strength of Rope is for the makeup of strength. One thousand. <laughs> <Yes. 
let's have a quick. I'm just going to quickly look it up. If not, it's going to make it up. Oh, okay. But DC 17 strength to break rope. Cool. How do I get you guys big? Oh, there we are. Tartal's real nice. So I'm trying to start nicely, Mike. <laughs> hey! Um, the bird's effectively going to make a strength save uh, to see if it can. If the rope's going to have any impact at all, or it's going to. Um... No, unfortunately, <laughs> the rope does not have any purchase, it just um, breaks. Is this on, on the tree that you're currently in? I mean, I want to say no, but that would be a lie. Okay, so Fox said it only just it only just had again. strength. It only just had the strength on what I rolled to break free of this rope as it's trying to leave the area. Uh, I want a deck save out of you, please, because obviously as this happened, it's pulled the tree with it. So I'm like a whole kind of. Team Rocket's blasting off He's God damn it. Well, I said the trees are 60 feet, and you're going to have to be fairly high up in them to be throwing javelins out of the canopy. I see you're at least probably 50 feet up, so that'd be 5d6 bludgeoning as you hurtle to the floor. Are you rolling that, or am I? Anyway, what's the damage? What am I rolling it? What did you say? Sorry. I'll let you roll your own. Falling out the tree damage. How many was it? 5d6, did you say? 5d6, you're falling 50 feet. Fucking hell. Pity! At least you won't be in the way of our shots now. Damage. <laughs> 15 damage. Ouch! Fucking so ouch. So you took 15 damage. Uh, yes, I'm gonna presume I'm fucking prone as well right now. Yeah, you'll be After prone. After that debacle. Also, how far <laughs> am I away? You'll be, down, you'll, be, you'll be prone when you hit the crack down. But I mean, 15 HP, it's not too bad. You know, could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, hit the, you hit the deck and it's like a really disgusting FUD. Uh, what was that? You're prone as you hit the floor. Um, but uh, yeah, that will be your turn, I'm afraid. Um, coming back around, it will be God damn it. the bird, and unfortunately the bird still can't do the thing it wants to do. I think the bird's going to fly away. Um, it seems to break this, <clears throat> it seems to break this circling above where you are, and it's, it's heading away. Aww. But you do hear um, shortly after, a huge kaboomf in the woods ahead of you as presumably it's landed. Um, so that will be its turn. And then we'll have uh, Volta. That doesn't appear to be anything left to shoot at. How are you staying within initiative at the moment? Stay within initiative, yeah, you're still in the combat. It's just... How far off does the, 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 the landing sound? Uh, I won't make you roll for it. I'd say it probably sounds close, not too far away from where you are. You could easily walk up to it. Okay. 
this is uh, one of those I'll, things. I'll pull my ass out of the dirt and start brushing myself off and like, so my plan failed. Who's next? Well, we've got down here, hopefully. We're in initiative still, so it's Volta. Realistically, I mean, if he's got nothing else to do, then you can uh, go through the cycle, I suppose, and make plans. I can't think of anything that I would wish to do in initiative unless you want us to walk towards the uh, nest in initiative. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> my, my arrows have a radius of 10 foot, so I don't want anybody to be anywhere near it when I try to fire one of those and give it a 10. <laughs> I say we keep the we'll keep the initiative order, um, but if you want to sort of discuss your next actions, but keep the order so that when if it's that you want to go and find where the sounds come from, we've got the order to go straight back into, um, and we'd start it off with Volta at the top of that round. Yeah, fine. Uh, then maybe we should uh, make our way through the forest and chase it down. It hasn't been injured. Mm. Well, I'd rather have it come to us on our grounds. If we're going to here. Um, I assume if it could have landed here, trees. it would have landed here. I think it's gone to some kind of clearing, clearing. area. Mm. As, as a guess, maybe we could like at least get closer and sort of reassess when we're, you know. Yeah, that us creep through the forest and uh, approach the beast. We can always stay just out of reach if we need to. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I volunteer myself to go at the rear of the group right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you shake your golden locks at me. <laughs> you'll be fine, you'll be fine. You've fallen further than that in your life. Well, <laughs> cautiously then, cautiously edge um, past uh, some of these bodies uh, and make your way forward. Uh, and, you know, maybe uh, 50, 60, 70 feet um, ahead, the tree line starts to, or the trees start to clear out a little bit, and you can now get an eyeball, another sort of 50 feet uh, through some more trees. There is a ginormous clearing, um, and almost like a, like a rocky outcropping or a plateau almost. And there is this ginormous nest, and it's made from fallen trees, uh, bits of cart um, that's obviously picked off of various caravans or traders' carts. Um, there are bones even interweaved into... <coughs> and there in the middle, letting out another deafening screech, is this bird and it sort of rears back and opens up its wings and flaps them and beats them. Um, and that's where we'll go back into the initiative order. Uh, you have about 30, as I think it said, about 30 feet of trees left, and then you are uh, 50 feet to the nest where this thing is. So a total of 80 feet away from you.